0: We had a collaboration with some Chinese uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it.
1: We know that the people who are dying from this vaccine, from this uh, disease.
0: Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are
1: protesting against.
2: We still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it he doesn't
0: this is our revolution it's not theirs don't let them take it from you don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not it's ours and we will have it it is wednesday the ninth day of february the year of our lord 2022 i am johnny anderson alongside bruce adams and a long lost friend of ours GP. GP, it's good to see you. How are you? Over COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah, over COVID. <laughs> over COVID.
0: Yeah, we'll uh we'll get Done to you. It. Yeah, we'll get to you in just a second on that. Uh Bruce, how are you today?
2: Uh, healthy and alive. Um and to being over COVID, I think most of America is over COVID as well. Uh if you look at the polls. Mm-hmm. It was something like uh well, the majority of Republicans and like seventy-two percent of uh independents were over COVID. So do you know who else is over COVID? The Canadians. They're over
0: COVID. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're done kidding. with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Do Do you know who else is over COVID? The Australians. They're over it too. The Germans are over it too. Uh, the Italians, the French, the Dutch, I think we're all over it. Uh, I'm sorry for the other countries that I missed. GP, you had COVID. I spoke to you, uh, what was it, uh, last week, week before last, actually. I did speak to you last week, but it was on a different topic. This is after you had made a recovery. But when I spoke to you two weeks ago, you were still in a very bad way. As a matter of fact, you didn't realize that we spoke two weeks ago until about 15 minutes ago when I reminded you of it.
1: It's because okay, th- that's only because of the ear infection. I had a, a near catastrophic ear infection that actually got into my my system, my body, and I. They put me full of meds. But the uh, having it, having COVID on top of an ear infection is, I, w- I would say, is extraordinarily unpleasant. I mean, I never lost my sense of taste, smell. I didn't go through any of the stuff the COVID symptoms. I basically just had my ongoing ear infection, which was a multitude of bacteria and funguses in my ear which questions where i've been in my life i was about to ask do do we want to know where
0: because we are a family
1: show do we want to know where you've been (laughs) no i that's where i started question writing down where the heck have i been to get this plethora of small bodies into my ear yeah no i uh it's bad and when people you lose your balance, you're, you get vertigo. Uh, you're, the fever is extraordinarily intense. Uh, the pain you get this pressure build on the side of your head. Uh, you have the feeling of wanting to rip your hair out to relieve the pressure. It's 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 an insanity. I I would never want to wish that kind of an ear infection on people. And people get it all the time. Apparently, it's quite common. And uh, but I would never wish it on anyone. The COVID part was like. Okay, I, I got COVID. Thanks, guys. Where's my losses? I want to bite an onion and not taste it. I didn't get that COVID. Apparently, I, got I don't. The... I don't
2: know if the new strains are doing that. Uh, I know the oh, okay. like alpha. The early strains were, but it's since Omicron is an example because it's so different. I don't know that it's mm-hmm. doing the same thing anymore.
1: Yeah, I didn't get any of the fun stuff that went along with. It sounds
0: it sounded to me like when when I did speak to you, it sounded to me like you were dealing with other things and covid in that sense, it by comparison would have been a blessing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I also my family had also suffered the, the the inevitable flu because the rest of the well, family didn't test if, well the flus for back COVID. this year I was the only one that tested yeah, the flus for
0: COVID later yeah the flu's back this year uh we we did we have had cases of the flu this year uh it took oh, so they're
1: telling so they're telling people that they there's a flu still here yes okay, that's awesome
0: yeah there, there is a flu in the united States this year it didn't didn't show up last year because everyone was wearing masks you see interesting thing when we were kind of uh when we were prepping here we were getting ready to start you would just casually mentioned we were talking about hospitalizations when we were discussing the uh the, the, the Canada mm. situation and you would casually mentioned, oh yeah, I was, a, I was a COVID hospitalization case. And I stopped for mm-hmm. a second. I looked and I looked at you and I said, wait a minute, you were a COVID hospitalization case, but you weren't in the hospital for it. And you said, yeah, that's right.
1: Explain no. that, please. Well, the, uh, this is what was, you know, instruct, how, how it was told to me is if you go into the hospital with any kind of anything, mine was an ear infection, and you are tested positive, you are a, you are a COVID hospitalization. Because just to enter a hospital is considered a hospitalization. Not your doctor's offices and not some clinics. If it's a hospital-endorsed clinic, it's still a hospitalization. But if you go to the emergency room, you're tested positive for COVID, you're a hospitalization. Even though you may not even have any symptoms... You're going in for something else. As long as you test positive for COVID, you are a COVID hospitalization.
2: Even if it is a false positive.
1: You go in for a broken leg and you got COVID. You are a COVID hospitalization. I got the uh, nonverbal head shake from the person, but they didn't want to say anything verbal. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that would explain it's the- uh, It's a hospital administration. I just like to ask a lot of questions. Well, of course you do. Because you know the I was inter- trying to su- restrict my records. As soon as I found out they said COVID, I'm like, I, I, want, I don't want my records released. <laughs> <laughs> You're right.
0: <laughs> I'm not telling you who I am. Just give me something and get me out of here, Doc. Right? By
1: the way, my name is Flintstone.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm surprised you didn't go in as a uh, as a John Doe with a uh, uh, with a toe tag on a ventilator. The way they're treating people.
1: Well, I was going in because I had an
0: ear infection. <laughs> oh no, no, it's not an ear infection. That's that's COVID. Clearly, that's what that is. It's COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's COVID. You've been following this uh, the situation in Canada. What are your thoughts on it? Canada. Is there something
1: going on in Canada? (laughs)
0: Why is it always a comedy show when you're on? It's always a comedy (laughs) show. We're supposed to be serious all the time, and it's like as soon as you pop into the room, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be serious today. I can't believe there's...
1: (laughs) Like there's trucks blocking roads or something. I don't know. Yeah, they something shut like down that.
0: the Ambassador Bridge today, which, for those that don't know, is the uh, uh, is the main artery that connects uh, Detroit, Michigan, to Windsor, Canada, uh, into Ontario, the state of or the, excuse me, the uh, province of Ontario, and uh, that is where. 25% of all Canadian US border crossings by car happen uh, at that mm. one particular spot and you guys saw photos and and video of uh, what's going on at the Ambassador Bridge right now and it is completely jammed out with trucks. is it on fire? No, quite frankly I I drove across that bridge. Uh, we used to drive across it when I was in Detroit on business, and we would go over sometimes to Windsor uh, for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. places that, you know, I had places there. Caesar's Palace is also over there, Caesar's Palace Casino and Hotel. They had a great restaurant in Caesar's Palace. I don't gamble, but um, we, we would go there. And the uh, the Ambassador Bridge is, um, well, when I went across it about 15 years ago, my first thought was how is this thing still standing? And <laughs> even today, I see all of those trucks on it. And Bruce's thought as soon as he saw that was, I wouldn't want to be on a truck on that bridge at all. Mm-mm. No, it, it looks like a rickety old bridge. But it's still holding. It is still holding. Yeah. Uh, this is why we would cross a lot of times. We would go across the Ambassador Bridge, but this is why a lot of times we would go to the tunnel that was just a few miles up the road. So we would go into the uh, under the, uh, the Well,
1: who built the bridge? There. That's how you can tell how strong it's going to be.
0: It was built by the person that would do it for the least amount of money because that's how we do things in the world.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just how we do
0: it. No, it's
1: okay. That's actually a false statement because it's not the least amount of money. It's the least amount of primary bid. But they what they do is they do a low bid, but they have this contingency in the contract for this exorbitant amount of money that gets kicked back to the person that approves
2: it. And when they have to extend continue building Mm because you know they 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 yeah so they go over budget yeah Yeah. they go over budget and and they have a contingency for that and
1: yeah yeah huge amounts Mm -hmm. of money sometimes double of the original bill of the original bid
2: yeah it's great it's awesome and then you also have uh how how good were the inspectors over the years uh inspecting the bridges because what was it pennsylvania i think it was the the bridge that collapsed here recently Mm -hmm. um They had just inspected that in September of last year.
0: And Biden Um, was a few hours away from arriving to give a speech on infrastructure.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, I've discovered that, you know, in some of the states that inspectors, they're paid by you, by the companies, by the individuals. And um, not all of them are as scrupulous as others. You know, when the big pharma pays for the FDA, you know, 50% 50 of of their money. Yeah. You know, their money comes from the big pharma. I trust them completely. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you trust them completely. Sure.
0: (laughs) Um, Let's uh, let's stick with Canada here. So uh, police have uh, threatened arrests for people who arrive to uh, give the convoy fuel. Do you remember how the police went through and they stole all of Mm -hmm. their fuel? They took all of their fuel for all of their trucks and they took all of their food, by Mm -hmm. the way. It wasn't just fuel. They took all of their food as well. Do you know they were stealing food from soup kitchens, uh, according to MSNBC, the truckers, they were stealing food from soup kitchens. They were stealing it away from homeless people when, in fact, the reality of the situation on the ground, they had so much food that they were actually feeding the homeless that would come up to them.
1: Mm -hmm. So how many homeless do they have?
0: Uh, nearest I can tell none that are there protesting. You mean nearest I can tell none.
1: No, no. They were taking food from the homeless, from the soup kitchens. My always question is, is how many homeless people were they feeding before the truckers got there?
2: Well, we don't know. Seven? We don't know. 20? 32? It's also Canada and it gets a little cold this season. So Mm -hmm. I would imagine their, their numbers of homeless would be, I, unless they have good, um, you know, welfare systems there for you know housing them or something like that, what I city don't was imagine that? they have many. Ottawa. What was the city? Ottawa. It was. It was a bit chilly there. It's only minus fifteen degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah.
1: Minus fifteen. You know, plenty of homeless people are out in minus fifteen degrees because that
2: uh-huh. that seems completely logical. Hmm. But yeah. Civil asset forfeiture, yeah, is what the yeah. police was doing.
1: Um, the number is a uh, one thousand four hundred. One thousand four hundred homeless in the city of Ottawa in the entire area.
0: Yes, in the entire area. Okay, uh, and that's yeah, that's what they were doing. They were stealing food from soup kitchens. Uh, according to again, 67% that's according to seven yeah, percent of
1: that so. number. So basically, it's actually about a it's about a eight nine hundred about nine hundred people that are in emergency shelters. The rest are in houses or. Uh-huh. on people's couches or uh-huh. you know that type of thing. but so 50,000 people okay got it just trying to grasp the, the Ottawa here. police. Yes, yeah, GP with his numbers. The Ottawa police
0: have threatened to arrest anyone providing the Freedom Convoy with gasoline or diesel cans after they initially blocked trucks with fuel tanks coming to the aid of the protesters. Authorities announced that anyone providing material support to the demonstrators would be subject to arrest from midnight last night. Uh, when asked whether material support included necessities like food and water, a police spokesperson told the local media that the announcement relates to hazardous materials that represent a public safety or fire hazard.
1: So, French fries, potato chips—yeah, uh, hazardous well, materials. Yeah, they could yeah. be
0: hazardous materials, flammable.
1: Uh, well, also, you I, know, I have to—yeah,
0: I also have to say that in this case, hazardous materials that represent a public safety or fire hazard. Okay, fine, but uh, doesn't the temperature represent a threat to public safety as well. I would say so. And they're using these particular materials to keep their trucks turned on to keep
2: themselves warm. Um, Doesn't matter. None of those points matter because that's not the police's property. That's not the state's property. That's that's private property. That's other people's property. They bought it legally. They own it legally for law enforcement to go in and confiscate it. Where's your warrants? Where's your authority to go in and do that?
0: Oh, it gets better. It gets better. The Ottawa police, who, by the way, are not subject to the vaccine mandate. Ottawa police officers are given the option to undergo daily rapid COVID tests if they choose not to get vaccinated, which the truckers don't have that luxury. They have to get vaccinated. They don't they don't have the option to uh, to test. Uh, The Ottawa police department has been cracking down and arresting peaceful protesters partaking in the massive anti-mandate convoy. On Sunday evening, the Ottawa police department issued a state of emergency and attempted to dismantle the Freedom Convoy. I'd really like to see them try and do that. Uh, officer sees gas cans, propane tanks, and arrested individuals that were supplying gasoline to truckers. The threats failed to disperse the protesters, and they continued to stay outside in the frigid weather. Can you believe that they're actually they're standing for something? They're, they're actually they're standing up for for a, a principle. GP, you're shaking your head. Are these are these domestic terrorists? Are these insurrectionists that we're seeing?
1: As the uh, as the city councillor of uh, of Ottawa stated, well, I mean, all they have to start doing is burning down some buildings. Uh, start assaulting some people, causing major, just well, mass amounts of damage. And this will be peaceful. This will be considered a peaceful protest. The honking. Be fine. Yeah, well, the honking, though, I mean, that's, that's, torture. Yeah, I know the honking, it's not violent enough. Well, I'm finding it, that it's just, well, according not- to the,
0: According to a lot of city residents, what the news it's, needs—it's—it's torture—is—is uh, is that honking? By the way, they <laughs> there was a judge that ordered yesterday that um, honking in Ottawa for the next ten days is now illegal. So do you know what the people at the convoy did in front of the Parliament House last night? They all honked for many many hours, many many hours nonstop after they were told that there was a an order from a judge that you were no longer allowed to honk. Yeah, this is what our world's coming to. Great. Honking. Yeah, it's it's coming to honking, GP. We need to go, we need to honk all over the planet. That's that's what <laughs> that's what we need to do. Do you know what the I, honestly, do you know what the Hungarians are doing? It's quite it's quite clever if you think about it. The Hungarians mm-hmm. of all people. Mm-hmm. They decided that they were going to start up their own convoy with just civilians with cars and and trucks and everything else, mm-hmm. and they just drove their vehicles into Budapest and they just parked mm-hmm. them in all of the major arteries in the city and just walked away from them. They just left them there. So there's nice. thousands, tens of thousands of cars that are now in Budapest that are just choking off the city. I mean, there is the
1: question about, there is a the question about, you know, people needing emergency services. True. Needing to no pick argument. up their medication. Yeah. You know, because... I don't know how, where they, you know, I don't know Canadians policy, but I know most socialist policies, you're not allowed to have more than a certain amount, like a week to 30 days of any kind of medication at any yeah. given time. Yeah. You're very limited on how much medication you can have. And, um, so, you know, especially diabetics and things of that nature need their medications all the time. And
0: Well, I'm betting that, that it's, as it relates to, yeah, that, that's, that's true. I know Hungary is not a socialist. Right, right. Uh, but as it relates to, um. As it relates to Canada, I I do believe that if there were any person there that needed any kind of medical attention, I'm sure that the people that are within that protest and within that convoy, they're going to make way and they're going to make sure that that person gets medical attention. I'm sure. I'm sure. We're just doing some house cleaning. We didn't get to a lot of these topics yesterday. There was also an individual that decided to, uh, there was another uh, There's another convoy that's in Winnipeg. There was mm-hmm. another individual that uh, decided that, well, they'd had just about enough of it, uh, of the uh, the people standing out in the streets, and they just decided to take their SUV and just drive right through them. It's unfortunate, uh, but it's it's not quite as bad as the, uh, the Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin thing, you know, the Christmas Day parade guy. It's not mm-hmm. quite as bad as that. This one only got four. Ran over four people on the on the side of the road, and it just so happens that the individual that was seen driving the vehicle uh, was in the vehicle all by themselves, wearing a mask, alone in their vehicle by themselves.
1: <laughs>
0: if you didn't catch that, a person that was alone in the vehicle by themselves, wearing a mask, alone. If I didn't make that clear enough, uh, it just so <laughs> happens that this individual turns out to be an Antifa member, and they were running over Nazis on the side of the road. Is what they were doing.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, to be fair, if, if you're about to commit a felony, um, I'd be wearing a mask as well. It's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, Do we have a photo?
0: We do. We do. Uh, I'd be
2: wearing a mask too. I'd be wearing a mask too. (laughs) We do have a photo.
0: Uh, this is the, uh, this is the vehicle here. Uh, this is, uh, this is the car. This is the individual behind the wheel, as you can see here, wearing a mask alone In the car. Uh, And there was also a journalist by the name of Brian Walton. As you can see, he has a verified Twitter account here. And he said, if you see Nazis on the side of the road, do the responsible thing and run them over. Well, that's what this person did, decided to just
2: run them over. It's kind of interesting that these people that are claiming the opposite side of being Nazis and saying they're against Nazis are yet using the very actions that Nazis used. It's incredible. They're the fascists in all of this. You can't be the Nazis if you're attacking Nazis, right?
1: Because yeah. it's they said it first that they weren't the Nazis first, and whoever says it first wins. You know how GP is trying to the bring the woke logic speak. to our podcast here to try and make sense <laughs> to
0: it for us, and it's just it, it never works. It's never it never works. He's trying to play <laughs> the devil's the, the advocate, but he can't I'm do it with from a straight wokeism, face. The
1: yeah, the you're the you're not I'm in, in LA, LA anymore. The more I realize of just how in a serious a serious context here, how brainwashed these people are. It's like things like now that I'm in an app, okay, Florida one is wildest state I've ever encountered in my life. I've been to many states and there's nothing like Florida. I, I mean, told you when a naked, man, naked man can wrestle alligator in a, <laughs> in, in a pond near you and dance, there's a freedom. Okay. There is, it is, it is wild, wild west a here. Rock. I love it though. I love it. I mean, if you need to take care of anything here in Florida, they're on it. The city, I mean, I needed some address issues. I was having some address issues. Most states will take you weeks to get into, you know, to get with a government official. In seven minutes, I had my problem solved through the state. Awesome. They have programs well, here. They that that help their homeless people. They have programs here to help people that are in, in difficult situations, and it's rapid. I mean, I it's, I love it. I, I do. But you realize the brainwashing that goes on in these other states of like you accept that it takes months from the state to get something done. You've been brainwashed to believe that that's how it has to work. Not true. But you're told the cues are a good thing, right? Don't, don't well, aren't we told constantly that being in line is a good thing? Yeah, it's a good by, thing. By, yeah, you know, a certain political party.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good thing, yeah.
1: but it's, it's not, we're, we're, that's we're being trained to accept those things, but that's we're being trained to accept that, that that's okay. And that's not, that's not right.
2: What, what I don't understand is why are people accepting that, that conditioning? Because in every everyday life, you expect, for example, you order an Amazon package, right? Mm-hmm. You expect it on your doorstep yesterday. Yes. Like, and if it doesn't show up within the hour you go apoplectic. So why is it that there's once, man? It was just once. <laughs> why is it why is it that's the case for like buying a product? But then when you go to the government, which is technically supposed to be your employee, they're your representative, mm-hmm. it's okay to wait months on end for them to take action. If it ever it makes gets no done. sense.
0: If it ever gets done.
1: Okay. I'm looking, I've talked to people on the West coast. They're one step shy of, I mean, actually many of them are accepting. If the government, if the California said that there's a chip that they can implant you instead of having to show your vaccine card, they're for it. A chip that will, that will say if the person is, you just wave a little wand over it and it will tell you if you're vaccinated or not.
0: Yeah. there's They're that. they
1: want that. The Swedes are doing that. They uh, and it also they, helps it locate. And it also does it, it's a locator. But it's, it does a location, so they can track you. Because just in case your test comes up positive, they can know all the locations that you have been
2: in the last thirty six hours. Because that couldn't be used against you in any way, shape. No, or no, that, no that could no. never be used to control you. Or that's what one of the truckers was saying happened when he got to the border uh, the a couple weeks ago. Uh, he mm-hmm. was saying that when he pulled up to the border, the officer there already had all of his information uh, on mm-hmm. his vaccine passport before he even showed his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he went to show the phone to him and the guy's like, no, no, it's all right. I, I got all the information when you pulled up. Mm-hmm. So they already have the mechanisms in place to do exactly as you're saying. Uh, the the thing that they're missing is this chip. And, you know, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this on podcasts before, but there was this. A preacher that was a, a bit of a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. and he was pointing out that back when obamacare came in um mm-hmm. that there was provisions in there for microchipping mm-hmm. uh for medical care stuff there mm-hmm. we are i mean that that that's the direction they want to go and there 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 is a speck over your head and i keep thinking there's there's something on my monitor but it's like a nail or (laughs) something. (laughs) It's a nail
0: on his wall, yeah, (laughs) in his office. nail. GP, you talked about the wokeness, right? Let's talk about the wokeness, shall we? Let's talk about it. San Francisco. Let's talk about San Francisco, right? This is your old state. You're not there anymore. You're not there anymore. Mm -hmm. But we've been watching the deterioration of San Francisco for quite some time. Now, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, that's her home district. Yeah, that's her home district. She announced Mm -hmm. in front of a... um, well, a TV set, really, of uh, something along the lines of like Full House, rest in peace, Bob Saget, along those lines of, you know, nice neighborhood and, and clean sidewalks, clean streets, when in reality, that neighborhood that's behind her in reality and the conditions of the sidewalks and the streets are quite atrocious. The amount of homeless you have in that city, the amount of drug use you have in that city, the amount of theft and crime you have in that city. And it's not the only one. I'm just using that as an example because of where we're going to start with this. San Francisco is now going to promote illegal drug use as the overdose deaths are skyrocketing. So they're going to start with this. San Francisco launched a uh, a medical experiment, they're calling it. It's, it's a medical experiment, you see, uh, in which the city helps the homeless use illegal drugs. Environmental and urbanization writer Michael Schallenberger, notes that since the pandemic began, the city has lost twice as many residents to drug overdoses than to have COVID. So now you're going to encourage legal drug use. Now, again, this is the city of San Francisco. We're going to take a step further with it here in just a minute, but I want to stay with San Francisco. So just as an example here, a local mother of a 24-year-old Homeless woman compares the city's essentially pro drug policy to handing a loaded gun to a suicidal person. You, you're yeah. going to encourage drug use? The, the theft and crime is already at record levels. This is before you left, GP. They decriminalized, what was it, uh, theft and, and larceny, and they moved it it's down to <laughs> below 950, or above 950. So anything mm-hmm. under 950, they're not going to do anything. So now you just have wholesale it's looting. It's a ticket. It's a summons. You've got a whole uh, you've got wholesale looting of stores now in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just walk in. They just they empty whole shelves in in like, um, I don't know, like pharmacies like CVS or, or Walgreens or something. And they just walk in there and they just empty the shelves of cosmetics, expensive cosmetics, uh, tobacco products, liquor, anything else they can get their hands on that's of high value that they can fence easily at a brick and mortar. And they just walk right out the door. The security can't do anything about it at all. They're just walking out with pillowcases full of stuff or trash bags full of stuff. And it's just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to see that. Auto thefts now. People in San Francisco, I read this a couple of weeks ago, residents of San Francisco are actually having to leave their trunks and their car doors open now as they park their cars on city streets. If they put all of their windows down and leave the car unlocked and leave the trunk open, well then... There's no reason for the bums to come along and smash them out with poles and and clubs and everything else and pry the trunk open and, and break your lock on your trunk. So they just leave the whole
2: car unlocked now.
1: They still do. You yeah, missed still the part do. where I get – they didn't mention because we, we still have friends and family over there. Um, you hire private security now. Most everybody has private security and everyone just kind of goes in as a group and pays for it. You,
0: you hire private security to deal with the, the, mm. the theft and the crime on the streets as in like mm. to private vehicles to – or
1: are you talking yes. about in like the store vehicles? The stores your home, you can't do anything. Everything else? Yeah. No, no, not the stores, but the home, your private home and stuff like that. And it's all kind of on the hush because it's not legal to you know protect your car and your possessions. But it's on, it's, it's a it's what's what's going on. People are hiring these private securities that are on the hush to um, protect your stuff. And it's being fueled by drug use. That's the key. Oh my yes. god, the drugs are rampant. More people have died from um, uh, fentanyl overdoses. Then COVID under the age of twenty four. I don't know about between twenty four and fifty, but I that's know actually the, the
0: demographic. 20, like five that's times actually, or six times. That's the demographic they're referencing here is is the the mid twenties. Well, so you're you're right on the money. Yeah, but yeah, they're dying. The drug sale and use site. So they're now going to create mm-hmm. you know safe just safe zones for using drugs. Now it's that's fine. Uh, it's being touted by local officials as a linkage center where homeless addicts can find treatment and housing. So we're just going to create open air crack houses now is is all we're going to do. Uh, the linkage center has been open for nearly two weeks, treating, I'm doing the air quotes, treating over 200 people each day. Uh, the rest apparently are opening, uh, using even uh, or use using or even selling drugs like meth, heroin and fentanyl. Well, we're just we're just selling it openly on the streets now. That's that's fine. It's sanctioned by the city and the city government. That's wonderful. Someone with firsthand knowledge of what's going on at the Linkage Center, uh, according to the, uh, the author of this, was to describe the scene. This is how they described it. What's happening is that everyone that comes in to get a meal can use the bathroom, get drug supplies, meaning needles, foil, pipes, and they can sign up for a housing assessment. But there's no housing. So nothing happens. So they just get added to a list. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So the city is literally handing out everything but the drugs. They're facilitating the drug use by handing out the paraphernalia, but they're not handing out the drugs. Well, I guess it makes it okay then, doesn't it? And I'm being very They're not arresting for the
1: drugs, so the drugs are moving along. So, I mean, come on. One hand feeds the other. Well, it gets even better. So that's the
0: city of San Francisco, which I'm sure you've probably got similar things that are popping up in places Mm -hmm. like L.A. or Fresno or some of those places. But that's the city of San Francisco specifically that we were touching on. The Biden administration has decided to take it a step further, and they want to fund programs distributing crack pipes and needles nationwide. Well, I see. the, The reason that it's not working in San Francisco on a localized level like that is because you don't have enough of it. It's not everywhere, you see. So- we have to do it everywhere to make sure that everybody gets treated the same. You see how that works? The Department of Health and Human Services reportedly wants to implement a $30 million grant that would fund programs giving crack pipes to drug addicts. This is not a joke. This is not a joke headline. Applicants for the grants are prioritized if they treat a majority of Underserved communities, including African Americans and LGBTQ persons, as established under President Joe Biden's executive order on advancing racial equity. A spokesman for the agency said that these kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, and any illicit substance. Blatant misinformation. The harm reduction grant is designed to help folks struggling with substance use. To stay healthy and safe and prevent overdose death, the grants must stick to the federal, state, and local laws or regulations. So, you see, we're we're distributing crack pipes and needles and other paraphernalia that you might need to underserved communities. You see, this is about
1: advancing racial equity. You see how they're doing this? So, we want to stop, like, so to stop the, you know, to, to increase a plant-based diet, what they're doing is giving everybody stakes. I've never heard of anybody referring to a crack pipe
0: GP as a stake, <laughs> but that's that's a pretty good comparison, I, I have to say. No, I
1: mean, you know, seriously. I mean, if you give it, so they're getting free crack pipes, free needles across the board. Doesn't matter across that, the board. There's no, across like, the board. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just they, they want to take it. it
0: fe- they want to take it federal and any any state or or county or locale or city or whatever that wants to adopt it. All you have to do is go to the federal government and say, hey, this is what we need, and you got it
1: hmm yeah it's uh <laughs> well let's let's look at this and let's look at this in but in, okay in here comparison. let's look at it from a, a another standpoint okay so basically what they're trying to do let's do it from a conspiracy you know conspiracy standpoint let's get our yeah, tin okay foil hats all right tin foil hats yeah gotcha. so let's 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 do it let's do it like say this was trump doing it trump wants to do a program where he puts needles and crack pipes into the hands of minority community how would that go if you were as a priority they prioritize giving it to people of color and the lgbtq community yeah which is what prioritize them to get it Uh over anyone else crack pipes and needles how would that go over if trump was to do that we all know
2: how it would go over
1: Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm sure it'd be another peaceful protest
2: no I, I think in this scenario, because this is something that they want so badly. Clearly, um, you know, have As a in, populace that's addicted to drugs. They um, want it. You, it they me. want it so badly. Meaning what? When you say "they," who's who's they? You're referring to? You talk, yeah, you're referring to the name. system, the elite, the elites, the the, okay. the elite, the 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 ones that are trying to overturn everything and destroy this the the system that we have. This throws more chaos into the system. Uh, so, I mean, you you have more uh, what? What what percentage of the population was addicted to substances again, or have an addictive personality? Thirty 30%. percent. 30%. I was going to say it's thirty forty. So yeah. if you open the door for more addiction, you could knock out thirty percent of the population right there. They're going to be complicit to your to your wishes because clearly you're doing something to feed their desires. So thirty percent of the population is under your thumb. You get the rest of the population with um, food, health care, um, work. Yeah. We've got uh, Senator Kennedy here who uh, made an appearance on, uh, on Fox News.
0: Uh, I believe it's Senator Kennedy. I, I could be mistaken. If, I, if it's wrong, then I do apologize. I'll make the correction. But uh, this was his response on the matter.
2: The Biden administration now moving to make it easier for drug users to light up and get high on crack and crystal meth. A new program will hand out needles and pipes along with safe sex kits reportedly to make drug use safer while promoting racial equity. Also, they want to hand out the pipes so you don't inject. Louisiana Senator John Kennedy is a Republican on the Judiciary Committee and Senator. Good morning to you. Um, does this work?
1: Bill, there are almost not words in English. Uh. Um, the Biden administration, just they just keep on rocking it in the free world. I mean, every single day, reality calls, and the Biden administration just hangs up. Um, I don't think when moms and dads lie down at night in America and can't sleep, they're worried about... Clean injection sites and sterile crack pipes. The issue, Mr. President, is crime. The issue, Mr. President, is how to stop it, not how to encourage it.
0: Is he wrong? GP, you've been you've been out there in, in California, you've been part of outreach groups, you've seen mm-hmm. this behavior and this type of thing, this type of social degradation firsthand. Uh, I, I've seen it from the East Coast side of things, but I was, albeit the criminal side of things. But you've been in it from the charitable side of things. Mm-hmm. Is the is the senator wrong here? Oh um, n- no, no, he's not.
1: It, giving them more tools just it makes it it makes it seem like it's okay. So those people that are on the fence, they're like, I really don't want to. And if they're able to go up to a window, you know, because they're too embarrassed or whatever it may be, and embarrassment helps, believe it or not, being too embarrassed to go buy a crack pipe out of the store actually stops is more stops people from going to go get high on crack, then you know what? Here, if you need crack, just go down to the center over here and you're going to go right next door. There's, there's little Johnny over there. He's going to get you the crack. And right next door is a government facility that's going to give you crack pipes and needles. So you can do drugs. It's almost like I'm trying to say it's okay to do it. It's fine. That's what the government's saying. It's okay to be high. It's okay to be a drug addict. It's okay to, to disappoint everyone in your family, disappoint the world around you. They're saying it's okay by supplying those things. It's not charitable. It's not kind. It's a detriment in, to our society. Sorry, I'm a little
0: passionate about it. No, no, no. I I I completely understand because I spent I spent years over there, years fighting against that type of behavior and that type of system that was that would call into my service. You were you were doing the, the charity side of things. I was doing the criminal side of things. I was dealing with the fallout of people that were addicted to this mm-hmm. substance. So mm-hmm. it was in my interest to try and work with people such as yourself, obviously not you uh, specifically, this is before we met, but it was in my interest to work with people such as yourselves to try and do something to facilitate, to get people off of this and get people out of this Mm. and get this trend out of society. Imagine in my lifetime, in my lifetime, we've gone from when I was a kid under Reagan, there were ads on TV, and I'm sure you remember them. There were ads on TV. Just say no. You remember that the Just Say No campaigns? That's when it started mm-hmm. under Reagan. I remember as a kid seeing the uh, This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs, and the guy drops mm-hmm. an egg in the in the frying pan. You remember seeing those back in the 80s? Yeah, yeah. And then there were public ad campaigns all across America, billboards, uh, the back of park benches, and everything else, uh, and TV commercials and, and the like of blatant discouragement of drug use. Mm-hmm. You always hear, you know, the story about, uh, you know, I'm just using it as, a, as a generic uh, situation, but you always hear the story about the kid that says, oh, when I grow up, I want to be this. When I grow up, I want to be that. Mm. I remember specifically, there's a commercial that's been burned into my head ever since I was a kid. I remember seeing it when I was a kid. And I'm sure if you go on YouTube, you can probably find it. But um, there was a guy that was standing Mind you, this is back in the 80s. There was a guy that was standing out on the streets and, you know, tattered clothing and, and everything else. And uh, clearly, you could tell that he was, you know, addicted to some kind of substance of some sort. And he was standing there with a paper cup and people would come by and drop coins in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you would hear kids saying, you know, when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut. When I grow up, I want to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of whatever. I want to be an executive. When I grow up, I want to be whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Insert your profession here. And at the end, you hear the the narrator say, no one ever says, I want to be a junkie when I grow up. Where are those ads today? Instead, this is
1: what we're doing. Th- this is what it's we need. It's because, well, in also the during the this? 80s, but during the 80s, you also missed that music, television, and movies worked against those ads. It True. was cool to get loaded. True. It's cool to get high. It's cool to go blow somebody's brain off down the street. Because he, you know, assured you 20 on a deal, whatever. It became cool. Those were the cool guys. And they're saying that these ads didn't work. They didn't work because you had an entire industry, multiple industries working against it. If we would have maintained, you know, well, you know, it's, it's past. We can't do anything about the past. All we can do is things about our present time and future and hopefully we can make a change. But I'll tell you, crack pipes and needles makes it worse because it says it's okay. The government says it's okay. And those people with a still a little bit of pride or shame, they're going to be seduced because it's okay now.
0: You know, I I think about, it, it, you, usually we're sitting, it is sad. We're, we're sitting up there and we're, we're talking about, uh, we're sitting up here and we're talking about COVID and, and the economy and the banks and, and things like that here over the last few weeks. But In reality, this plays another part. This is kind of an overlooked problem. This is a societal problem that we've discussed here in the past. And we used to discuss this quite a bit on this podcast before COVID, because this is one of the issues that uh, not, well, GP and myself have been very passionate about this, because we've been out there in the thick of it, uh, albeit in different parts of the country, but we've seen it. And now- Now to see it go mainstream like this, this is another problem in the United States that we just don't need right now. We're too busy dealing with all kinds of other things and and trying to right the sinking ship that we don't need to be dealing with this. We don't need to be encouraging the further degradation of our societies. Bruce, you got any thoughts on that? GP and I are kind of on our soapboxes here. You got anything to say
2: on that? So, uh, how are you going to stop stop the drug usage anyway? How are you going to curb it when our borders are open? Our borders are porous right now, so drug trafficking is. Um, at an all-time high so why not if you're going to have open borders uh like this why don't you have businesses um sell all the paraphernalia themselves why don't you have businesses um that are government sanctioned have um you know heroin uh you know cocaine whatever just have them sell it in, in uh quantities that is regulated and and um you know make them purchase the the product from a store um i mean at this point that's uh I don't know. I, I think it would be a better policy for uh, combating the, the, the trafficking and whatnot that's going on in the border, at least. It wouldn't help our drug epidemic or drug problem um, unless it does what GP was saying and it embarrasses them and they stop they, they, they stop using just because they're embarrassed. I mean, maybe. well, that's what it used to be. When, when I was it helps. Talking it about helps. The-
1: it helps a little bit. It's those people on the borderline that they, that would help not. Not somebody's like, you know, I'm going to get loaded. They've already. Yeah, they're going to get loaded anyway. But it's
0: but, you know, that's that's part of how that's part of how it was back when you would see those campaigns back in the 80s is Mm -hmm. by seeing that type of advertisement, it would literally discourage people from from getting mixed up in that. And it it was presenting a um, how, how do I put it? It was presenting a situation to you that was considered unacceptable in society. As in, you don't want to be around that person. You, you don't want to associate with that person. You, you don't want to get mixed up with that crowd. You know, you want, you don't want to run with the wrong
2: crowd kind of thing. And I used to hear yeah. that constantly when I was growing up. Yeah, but that didn't work. I, I heard all those in the 90s. Um, Dare, you know. Um, uh, yeah, we Dare had came that. in after. It, yeah. It, it, it but didn't you also... Anything.
1: But because you had music and and movies and shows that were doing the exact opposite, saying it's cool, your teen shows, saying getting loaded was great, it's okay. You had friends that were doing all kinds of stuff, it's great. You had Al Pacino snorting a freaking mountain of cocaine, you know, Scarface, look at that. And he was a hero of the show, of the movie. You had all this stuff that people started idolizing. And no ma- and the ad campaigns, you got to admit, were pretty damn cheesy. They were like the, yeah. the high school projector. Yes, yes. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Public yeah. service announcement. Really done. They were done poorly. But if they had put out movies that were against it and the tragedies that really went along with it, you know, showing exactly how it was, it'd be a different story. That's actually that's what you don't see now.
0: That's what you don't see now. You don't see the tragedies. No. You, you don't see that. You no. don't hear about it at all. You don't see you the
1: know. nine out of ten users.
0: No, junked out. No, you know. No, you don't see that. Doing I, things that they people, would
1: never do if they were sober.
0: I've seen people go from, and this is back when I was uh, when, I, when I was in the states. Mm-hmm. It's less of a problem here, but I've seen people go from one hundred percent sober to shooting up, and in a few minutes of of having them in in your custody, they're a completely different person. You, you don't you don't mm-hmm. even recognize them. They don't even know what planet they're on and that's that's what it is that that's what it is and they can become violent they can become uh, unhinged unpredictable and that makes the situation that much more dangerous so i i don't see how encouraging this is uh <laughs> it's promoting uh, uh equity that this 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 is insanity this is insanity as i said yesterday the inmates are running the asylum here that's what's happening now again, I, I know that we're kind of, um, we're, we're drifting from the COVID topics. I know people probably are getting sick and tired of us talking about that. And believe me, so am I. I like to talk about other social issues. And this, this is, um, I, I just don't even know what to say about this. Do you guys have anything else to talk on that? Or do you want to, um, do
2: you want to move on? Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll add something to that. Uh, the people that are addicted to drugs are the same type of people that are addicted to COVID. Those that are addicted to the narrative of COVID, it's kind of the same thing because. You guys are, you guys, uh, the, the, the ones that are full blown, you know, masking, doing all that stuff, you're doing more under the fear of COVID as far as violating rights and all those things than, as GP was saying, you would do if you're sober. If you mm. were sober and not so in fear on this, you wouldn't be doing these kind of things. And it, it, it's similar to a drug addict in this. I'll show you how also the misinformation works. You, Johnny, you probably wouldn't know this, but let's see,
1: Bruce, if you catch this one and we don't have we, we can clip this out if you want. Are no, drugs no. legal in
2: Amsterdam? Yes, Bruce, are drugs legal in Amsterdam? Uh, What drugs is, are we talking about? It's heroin. No, uh, that I actually don't know. But cocaine. I, no. As, Meth. Underst- as far no. as my understanding, the only thing that MDMA. Was legal there is is uh, pot. That's the only thing. Nothing's legal in Amsterdam.
1: This is a big misinformation. Most people believe that drugs are legal in Amsterdam. And it's not. They're like, oh, look, Amsterdam. All drugs are legal. And look how good they're doing. To me. False.
0: I I agree with you. Like the the hard stuff, that's not legal. Marijuana, to me, is considered a drug. Sorry. It's still
1: not legal. But they sell it openly in stores. It's just tolerated. It's like California. It's like federally, United States, it's illegal. But in California, you can
2: go over the counter and just buy it. But technically, the federal government doesn't have any power to regulate on state on whether or not they allow drugs. Let's I mean, look so, at it kind of like that. That's kind of how Amsterdam's okay. working. Okay.
1: Same thing. It's kind of, it's like, eh, we're not going to do mean, anything. You're, you're Everything's in- illegal there. And that's a misinformation and it's going on. And, there, and people use this day in and day out saying. But you can't compare. Well, look how many successful people are doing drugs. <laughs> you can't compare. Okay, 12. I'm looking at 12, you know, or you 100. Even if I said 100 or 1,000. There's millions doing drugs and only a thousand of them are successful. How many doctors are successful? All of them.
0: You can't compare the decriminalization of even marijuana from a recreational standpoint. You can't compare that in the United States to a place (laughs) like Amsterdam. You can't you can't make that comparison. You you can't make that comparison. People cannot make that comparison. It's just not right. You have a European mentality. And you have an American mentality. Do you know what the problem is with Americans? And believe me, I have a right to say this. I'm an American citizen. Last I checked, uh, this is an American passport, is it not, gentlemen? Th- this is an American passport right here. So I mean I have a right to say this. I've Americans, made many of them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have all, all nine of my passports, GP. Yes. That's and that's clearly me right there. Yeah, you can see me there. Right. So that's me. Right. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. Americans. John D. Doe.
0: Yeah. Americans cannot behave. They can't behave. You give Americans just the little tiniest bit of freedom when it comes to a recreational substance of some kind. Hell, look at Mardi Gras. We can't behave during Mardi Gras. Drinking in public is technically not legal in New Orleans, but there's so much of it that happens that the police, to your other situation, they just kind of look the other way. Look at the way people behave at Mardi Gras. Can't arrest them all? You can't arrest them all, no.
2: But at the same time, but let's—I'll I'll use the same—they uh, use the same argument in other, uh, other instances. If it was legalized and they were able to do it freely, it would eventually self-right itself, and it wouldn't be a problem.
1: Uh, well, California is still a problem. Seriously, how long would that take? Hundred years? Two hundred?
2: I was being devil's advocate. Oh, facetious! I don't I'm actually sorry. believe that. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> How dare you? How dare we have two devils advocates in there? We can only we only have room for one. GP is always devil's advocate.
1: I know. My God, my table.
0: I tell you what. Let's spend the last few minutes here on China. You guys want to talk about the Olympics? Uh, GP, you, you were mentioning the Olympics when we were in uh, in pre-show, just discussing it off and on. Do you uh, do you want to do you want to talk wow. about the Olympics a little bit?
1: Sure. There's bad things going on. Was that a little bit? Was that that
0: enough? There's some things that are not going on that are, that they, there are things that are not going on, comrade. What's wrong with you? You're distorting the truth. You're distorting the truth is what you're doing. (laughs) The Uyghur torchbearer that they had to, uh, to light the Olympic torch. Funny. She vanished after, uh, after a poor showing at a ski event. She's not been seen since. She just kind of disappeared.
1: Maybe that's why that ice skater was crying so bad.
0: Yes, the ice skater. You know what? I have a story on that. Yeah, we can talk about that. Let me uh, let me pull that,
1: you know, just because she's American born. But I mean, her dad's a professor. and Yeah. You know, there's...
2: So uh, out of curiosity, um, I know how it is for myself, but I don't know how it is uh, when you get into the Olympian level. But how much going to these different countries like this and and then expecting to be on top of your game and then having your diet completely shifted when you're here, how much does that throw your game off? It, going you're from having... A lot.
1: Yeah. It can. It, I, can, it can. I mean, but Olympic athletes pretty much across the board eat very similar foods. I mean, it's not that much different. You know, there's a certain amount of carbohydrates you're eating or a certain amount of proteins you're getting. It, it, it's not a lot of big variety because they know it works. Right. It's like exercise it, routines. So- for, for ice skaters, they have their certain exercise routine that all of them follow. And it doesn't matter what country, wherever it is, is it's pretty universal. Right, right. But you so, can uh, really ruin a person, especially you can ruin an athlete if you modify their diet because they're the bacteria in their digestive tracts. And you can, you know, give them foods that they're unaccustomed to or they're a reactive to can cause them to have very poor performances yes
2: that's what Mm. you're asking so so you're saying a country that that controls just about everything as far as populace is concerned could potentially be feeding them not adequate foods they could they generally
1: don't do that with the athletes i I don't i wouldn't see that in their athletes because you're trying because the people that are connected to these athletes generally have a lot of power and they wouldn't want to give their athletes bad nutrition, and le- except for maybe visiting athletes. They may do that with, but that's conspiracy tinfoil hat stuff.
0: Yeah, GP, what yeah. are you saying
1: here? What 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 are you what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because I've seen photos and talked to people personally, does yeah. not mean that yeah. kind of stuff is happening. I let's mean, come uh, on!
0: You know, <laughs> people uh, yeah, have right. come back already. Of course. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, this figure skater that gave up her U.S. citizenship to, because um, th- you mentioned her there. Let's let's talk about that. She was a California-born uh, athlete. She was allowed to represent China because she gave up her U.S. citizenship to attain mm-hmm. a Chinese citizenship, but she has now. Now that she's fallen twice and she has fell in the last place, she's gotten basically her teeth kicked in on, uh, on the, their social media platform over there, which is essentially like their Twitter, it's WeChat. This type of behavior, the way that she's being treated now, do you think it was even justified for her to even renounce her U.S. citizenship and go there? The way that she's going to be treated? Do you think that this, ni-
1: this 19-year-old girl, do you think she had any idea what was in store for her? You don't think the, Ameri- you don't think the United States is anywhere, any, any better? Seriously, when it comes um, to giving people I, grief,
0: Well, yeah, but in the U.S., I'm not sure that we take the Olympics so seriously anymore. I mean, China's using this as a showpiece for them. The CCP is using this as a showpiece mm-hmm. to yes. to represent their, their dominance and their mm-hmm. supremacy over all the other nations. And this makes mm-hmm. them look really bad. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, for that fact alone, I think she's getting more grief than what she would get in the US, yes, to answer your question.
1: She's going to get she's going to get political grief. Yes, they do take it a lot more seriously than our people do, you know, we just kind of like you suck and then it it ends. Yeah. Over there there's a long term people hold a lot of spite for long periods of time. I mean, it's
2: just it's a different culture. She spend some time over there. Awesome. Also uh we're, I know cool. we're talking we're talking about a, a <laughs> ice skater, but there's also a um snowboarder that's doing the same thing. Yes, um, I don't know much about her story. Yeah, Eileen
1: uh, Gu, GU. Oh, she's got a f- big following on um, I've not
2: heard of this one. Uh, she's, she's got a, like a on Facebook um, uh, yeah, yeah, she's got a big following um, on Instagram following. and Instagram. Instagram, yeah. that's what I was looking for. Um, she yeah. was, uh, I, I believe she was a um, a model, lingerie model at one point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and all the stuff you really can't do over there. Yeah. Right. All the stuff you can't do over there. Yeah. She has uh, nearly two million followers on the Chinese social media platform. We, Weibo. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Weibo, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, as well as multiple Chinese sponsors, brand deals and documentary teams following her every move. Uh, so that, that is her. She, she said she was going to um, compete for China. She's from San Francisco. She was going to compete for China back in 2015 is when she announced she was going to do it so hmm. so
0: what's what's her story then so that she the, she's um she she was in snowboarding and what is there some kind a of a okay so is there some kind of a did she did she fall in the the placing or something is that is that what happened to her you said there was a similar story does she or are you talking no, about a just similar the,
2: story as in she's all American born she's got 18 it. got it no uh, she's, uh, she's she's got money ran, she'll be ran.
1: fine okay yeah. china's a lot like the united states in the sense that if you got money you're okay.
0: Yeah, but you also need something yeah. else in China to exist there. It's yes, money, but you also need political capital to operate over there as well. So if you've got um, Yeah, if you've money got will get you um, yeah, but if you like for example, this this young girl here who is the uh, the figure skater, as you said, her father is mm-hmm. one of the top professors at the Beijing's Peking University. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she's going to be fine uh,
1: in yes. in that regard. But how many athletes have we welcomed over to the United States over the history of the Olympics? And All we celebrated the- it and, you know, We've so we've done it a bunch. What's the difference? Just because uh, we mad that she went to China?
0: Well, no. Because China's our no. enemy now. No, 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 no. That's that's well. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that's a conversation for another day, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty to say on that one. I'm, I assure you. But specifically speaking, the Olympics. I don't recall. At least in my lifetime, maybe in yours, I'm not sure because you are a few years Mm. older than I am, but I don't recall in my lifetime ever hearing the Speaker of the House come out twice and warn American athletes to mind their tongue when it comes to criticizing the Chinese Communist Party. And I'm not saying specifically the Chinese Communist Party. I'm saying any nation. I, I don't. I don't recall the Speaker well, of the House of saying twice are
1: to not say anything about a, a hosting government. They're told they they get briefings. All the athletes are getting briefings before they go to any country on the dos and don'ts of any given country. Sure. The Speaker of the House is just trying to get some sort of brown. I don't even know brownie point. I don't even understand why she would do that because that's just a lot so of investments. A lot
0: of investments. Chinese. A lot of investments. The Chinese. That's an interesting point. If you have let, let's look at the let's look at the CCP. If you have investments there and you have a lot of investments there, which we're talking millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars here that they have, that she has, uh, her and her husband. If she is interested in keeping those investments and her husband is interested in keeping those investments and they can use her as political influence in the position that she holds, which Oddly enough, she wasn't going to run for re-election, but now all of a sudden, oh, she's had a change of heart. She's had a change of heart. She's going to run again. But the Chinese Communist Party, they look at humiliation as, as, as a form of humiliation, as a way for you to stay within their good graces. If you can openly admit your faults, if you will, if you can have one of your surrogates, I'll put it that way, if you can have one of your surrogates say, look, you're making a lot of money over here with us. We've gotten you in with all the business deals. Now, we can't say this to your athletes, but you can. Mm-hmm. That, to me, makes perfect sense, given the uh, the company that we're discussing here.
1: <laughs> that would be the case, too. There's also their international security issue, because certain laws, if you break in China, there is no way that any American embassy is going to protect you.
0: True. That is true. If you end up in a... Uh, Go ahead. Bring over
1: an ounce of pot.
0: Uh, what happens? Uh, um, no, I, I don't think so. I, I certainly wouldn't do that.
1: Um, you know, because we also had, you know, some athletes... You know, go over to uh, Saudi and get a bunch of these girls to take off their hijabs and take a bunch of videos and pictures of them. And then, of course, these athletes left and they, you know, Instagrammed and Twittered how they were able to make changes in Saudi. They killed those girls. But did we get to see any about that part? The Fox News, maybe, you know, they whatever. they're Yeah, they were there, but not in your mainstreams. Not in your big mainstreams. And oh. that's what the fear is. There is a possibility that she got pushed by some other people saying, okay, our athletes are out of control, some of them. Our kids, we know our kids are out of control in the United States, and they're going to stand up and say a bunch of stuff that will be embarrassing to this country, the United States. Yeah, I can I mean, see that. I can see that. Because it'd be bad. How, how would you like, you know, 20... Uh, and in the news today, 20 uh, U.S. Olympic athletes are... Under arrest in in China would not be surprised. being held would not be surprised. you know I wouldn't be surprised I would not be surprised. but it could happen and w- and what are we going to do about it I mean we can't go well uh, give us these people back or we're going to spend in, send in some special forces and get them back no we're not we can't do that that's, yeah, that's not even an option
2: they that it wouldn't even be an option anyway look at the administration they they bungled I Afghanistan know. when we had control of it so. Mm. And handed it over to china basically a, a billion dollar airfield and we just handed it over to china they're the ones occupying it now mm-hmm. so no they if, if basically what they would do is they would try to do some kind of kowtowing deal they they, they would bend the knee to china and mm. uh try to make some kind of deal
1: yay or olympics just- or just the
2: people there. That, that's a possibility that's, too
0: that's funny yes yeah yay olympics i was actually i was uh, watching some uh, some photos that were being posted yesterday by some people of all the american athletes and they were literally put the caption underneath of it yay the olympics
1: oh really yeah <laughs> that's awesome
0: they were at the uh, they were at the ski jump that i showed you that i posted up for our telegram people yes the ski jump that's literally in the middle of hell it's what it literally
2: like. right next to a nuclear reactor is what it looks like it yeah it's
0: it is but bruce they put the they put the beijing 2022 logo right on the side of the cooling tower you saw that didn't you yeah you, of course you saw that that's what they showed on nbc anyway
1: we are going to have okay, to go stop with the negative advertising about nuclear power yes comrade you got is it is the I, safest got, form got, of power. i'm not being diseases, safest form of power we have in this planet currently i agree but oh, i don't know hydroelectric's is pretty safe.
0: until yeah. until oh, yeah, at so least can we agree on this Can can we we at least all agree on this? It is the safest form of power until Bill Gates gets his new reactor online, which is highly experimental and very dangerous. What is he using?
1: Uh, you know what? That's for another show.
0: That's for another show. Let's take someone out here, Johnny. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. At GP would love to hear from us. You. So you can just put attention GP on there. Oh, right? dear God. Yes. We'll make sure that he gets <laughs> it. <laughs> so GP, it's been an absolute pleasure having you back on. When can we get you again? I mean, we're here every day at the same time. So now that you're in your office and you've got uh, you've got your own Starlink system you have been installed yet? I do,
1: I do, and I, I'm going to install here shortly. Very good. But yeah, very good. So I'm we will have I didn't G- answer your question. Yeah, we will have. All right, we will have. We will have <laughs> plant-based GP- diet. Yeah,
0: plant. Do you oh, me? for God's sake, plant-based diet. Yes, plant-based centered. Plant-based, whatever, <laughs> whatever the mayor of New York said Plant-based uh, yeah, centered life, whatever. Plant-based centered yeah. life, yeah. <laughs> so uh, GP will be joining us next time from his own private island that he is on with his satellite internet.
1: Private? Me and 5,000 other people? You and 5,000 sure, other people. Sure, it's private. private. Yeah, it's,
0: it's private, you got it. <laughs>
1: it's is pri- right. is an island.
0: We are going to have to jump out of here. So I want to thank you for being here, Bruce. Thank you for being here, GP. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic evening. We will see you tomorrow.